Hello and welcome to the third installation of Mortgage Strategies mini podcast series, Talking Therapy, Maintaining Industry Relationships in Challenging Times. Today I'm joined by Chris Pearson, Head of Intermediaries at HSBC, and David Baker, Managing Director at Lyft Mortgages. Hello both, thank you for joining me today. Um... David, I'm going to come to you first. We've obviously had a crazy year and we've all had our challenges. What's the biggest lesson you've learned so far this year? I think it's just to expect the unexpected. I mean, this whole year has been crazy for us, really. Uh, January, February was busy anyway. As soon as lockdown came, first four weeks were just dead, really. We had a few bits going on, very quiet. And since that point, everything you think you know about the industry has changed. Lenders' policies change, the bonus policy, what they'll lend, their appetite for, for risk, everything has completely changed. I think at the moment, you know, for all brokers out there, we're all looking at it and saying, this is just such a crazy market we're dealing in. It's great because it's really, really busy. We've never been busier, but it's really, really challenging because things aren't going through as smooth as we would like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, David. Um we're a very social industry. Do you, are you missing face-to-face? Um, I am. I'm missing the clients face-to-face. There's, there's obviously aspects I like, and I'm working at home. I'm spending you know, a bit more time with family, so that's a positive. I miss the client interaction. I don't think you can ever beat seeing someone face-to-face, sitting across the desk, handshaking. Not that we're probably going to do that anymore, but in the old days, shaking the client's hand, looking each other in the eyes, and, and kind of finding out what the client wanted was brilliant. I do miss it. I, I would say we have developed a lot. I mean, we're using Teams for most meetings now. Clients are doing more and more of that kind of stuff. They're quite comfortable with it. Most of our clients are in the city and they're probably not back in London either. So realistically, they're all used to doing Teams calls. We're using Teams, WebEx, Zoom, you name it, whatever the client wants, really. And it's not affected business too badly, but I do miss the face-to-face personally. Mm. It's been a kind of a really divided, the the broker market, particularly um, whether we should go back to more face-to-face meetings or at least, you know, some level of them or just stay at home completely or work remotely, you know, if if there's benefits to both um do you think you will go back to kind of seeing people in person again personally i used to do uh, two, <laughs> two days a week in the city anyway realistically and i was doing three days working at home so i had quite a nice balance before i think more and more clients are telling me they won't be working in london themselves as much a lot of our clients are buying further and further out of london where they would never have done that you know a year ago so i think realistically we won't have clients in the city as much so maybe i won't be in as much People seem to be really happy doing Teams. They seem to be trusting of it. I actually like it because you can share the system so we can show them the market direct. There's no arguments about getting the best deal, whereas previously we had to kind of turn the screen around. It works well. I'd be surprised if we go back to the old methods exactly, but I think certain clients will like to see it face-to-face. Certainly for the clients that are brand new clients, quite often they want to meet you for the first time. So I think it has changed, but I still still personally see some face-to-face action. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Chris, you, we, in our last talk, you mentioned um, the BDMs were really missing seeing people in person. Yes. Um, will they be going out on the road again when this all ends, whenever that is? <laughs> Absolutely, they will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as soon as they've got the sort of green light from, um, from, from the government and whatever local lockdown um, rules and regulations um, we've got, um, then we'll be out there in earnest, of course. We've got to make sure we're keeping all our colleagues safe. Um, we don't want to be calling on brokers that um, clearly have got any issues with face-to-face contacts. We've got to we've got to work all that way through. Um, so I think there'll be a gradual easing into face-to-face meetings at whatever point in time that is, as opposed to suddenly a, a rush back to how it was before. We'll we'll see how that works out. We'll pick our way through it. 
Mm. And from your point of view, David, do you find um, a BDM relationship can be built without seeing somebody physically, you know, in person? Um, oh, yeah, I think you can. I think it obviously helps face to face. I mean, you know, we do a Teresa at HSBC, for example, who comes into our office once a quarter. Normally we sit down, you pick up those quirky little bits of policy that you're not going to use every day. But once in a blue moon, you need it and you think Teresa said that. And it's actually very handy. That said, we've got a couple of BDMs I've never seen. I get a great relationship. For me, the key thing with a BDM is a really, really simple job in so much that all I really want is a BDM to respond back to me relatively quickly, to give me an honest answer. And it doesn't have to be a yes, we can help. Sometimes no, we can't is as helpful. And, and really just to come back and, and give me the right answer and help me when I've got a problem. And, and they don't need to do that face to face. But I think, you know, seeing Teresa or whoever the BDM may be on a regular basis does help undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, David, I'm just going to ask you as well, um, obviously there's been a lot of challenges and you touched on some of them at the, at the, on the intro. Um, what has been the main stickling point? What has been the main challenge you've had with lenders, with lending, etc., on behalf of your clients? <laughs> you did tell me this was a 15 minute podcast, so I'll keep it relatively brief because uh, I could go on forever. That's why I said the main. Yeah. And the main ones. Oh, in that case. I think the biggest challenges we've got really are we're getting, uh, you know, the time frames for most lenders is, is longer than clients are expecting. And quite often these state agents are saying you've got to complete in three weeks and they put real pressure on the clients. It's not a realistic deadline. And with the best one in the world, we can't meet that deadline with any lender realistically. So the time around time, because lenders have got staff working at home, they've got overseas call centres that have been shut, that kind of stuff. That's been a real challenge. I think the other big one has been the change in lending policy. So things like bonus, you know, a lot of our clients get bonus. Some lenders don't take it. And I think, you know, things like down valuations are constantly happening. It, it feels like, you know, everything that can go wrong is going wrong with some cases at the moment. But with all these things, you work through it. And I'd say 99% of them go through eventually. They just need a little bit more care and attention, which, you know, where having a great admin team helps, really. How would you come back to that, Chris? I mean, I, I know you're doing your best, but um, what would you say to David on his issues there? I, I honestly, I think it's the, this, this point in the podcast where I just need to step back for a second and genuinely recognise and do a virtual doft of my cap to David and all the brokers across this market that are doing an absolutely phenomenal job. Um, we're all in it together, um, but you know, David, you know, you own, you own that customer journey. You've got the customer at the end of this. Um, and the job that you're doing is, is, is frankly um, phenomenal. I, um, I remember back in, it seems like a lifetime ago, but back in earlier in the year, we were talking about execution only and customers doing the DIY approach to market. That was all becoming the big thing at the time. And I, I honestly think through this period of time, as much as I wish it hadn't have happened, obviously, that the value of, of every broker in the market is, is, is becoming so much more apparent. Um, you know, the way you are sort of navigating the market and, and sort of handholding customers through a devilishly difficult um, market to understand. And it's changing by the minute, David, isn't it, really? It really yeah, is changing definitely. that quickly. Um, it, it's, we're almost in a golden period for brokers, if I could probably put a positive spin on it, if, I, if there is one, um, which is a, an absolute demonstration of the value of an intermediated um, mortgage journey for customers. I'm just wondering whether, David, do, 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 you, do you see it that way yourself, despite all the issues? Yeah, I really do. I mean, I, well, thank you for your comments, first of all, Chris. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I'm sure brokers will feel the same. It has been tough, but I think more and more clients are coming to us and saying, I thought I could do this, but I can't. I pick up clients constantly where they try to go to a lender that doesn't take bonus, 
They don't understand the type of property that they, you know, that a lender likes to lend on. They're buying flats above shops that lenders won't do. They're doing buy to lets when it should be a let to buy. And I think constantly we're getting issues where clients don't really understand what they're trying to do. It's a bit like me trying to, you know, do the, the electrics in my house. I might get the basics of it right, but it's probably not going to be a great job. And I sort of look at it and say, realistically, why would you not come to a broker? First of all, you're going to get the best deal. You're going to get the right advice. A lot of the time I spend clients time trying to talk clients out of what they think they want to do because maybe they've missed a really obvious part of the strategy. You know, a big one for me, they try and fix in for five years, but they plan to move in two or three years. And I say, well, you know, if you're going to want to move, the, the mortgage is in theory portable, but it's not a guarantee. And, and those kind of things. So I think more and more people are turning to brokers and saying, actually, help. I do need to know, you know, someone knows what they're doing, really. So, yeah, I, I totally agree, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to know, Chris, from David? Do you have any kind of questions that have been on your mind that you'd like to put to a broker now that you have the opportunity? We finally got him on the hook. So uh, <laughs> Andy's, Andy's been recorded. No, absolutely. Um, the, the one thing I just wanted you, your view on, David, really was, um, first of all, how stamp duties impacted probably demand from, from your perspective? And I guess the knock-on effect that that's probably going to have next year. Where do, where do you see the market, this potential cliff edge next year? What's your sense? So I think at the moment, the stamp duty holiday, the second it came in, it opened up a whole range of people that have been looking for years and never really been ready to do it. it I mean, I remember saying to my wife the week before the stamp duty holiday, it cannot get any busier. And then, of course, we've got the stamp duty holiday and it has just been insane. And we've been flat out for weeks now. I mean, my team have been working Saturdays and Sundays. We're doing evenings to keep on top of it, which we don't want to do forever, but we understand the need for it. I do think there's going to be a cliff edge at some point about, you know, the end of March where we sort of say, well, if you were going to purchase a house, Everyone that's a first-time buyer below half a million probably did it before that point. And, and what did the government do then? I have read reports of government help schemes, maybe 95% government mortgages, those kind of things coming back. I think there needs to be something because I think we, at the moment we are building where it feels like a real-time frame pressure. And, and what clients don't understand is we're going into a process that would normally take two or three weeks to get an offer. It's now taking six to seven weeks for some lenders to get an offer. Solicitors are taking longer. The legal searches are taking longer. And we're building up this kind of pressure cooker environment where we're all desperately trying to push before March. I think personally, brokers will be okay. I mean, we've got probably 4,000 clients. There's always going to be remortgage business. There's always been people that miss the deadline. You know, you look at your estate agents, you look at your conveyances, and, and what are they going to be doing after that point in March? So I do think the government have got to do something different, you know, probably for March, maybe an interim measure, maybe a reduction on the stamp duty, but not return back to the old, you know, the old ways. But I do feel at the moment, it feels like everyone is gearing to the 31st of March. At the, the real top end of the market, the million pound plus people, I'm telling them, don't rush. You know, yeah, you're going to say £15,000 on the stamp duty. Come into the market in April or May. See what it's like then. If there's no competition, you're not more than £15,000 off the asking price. So I do think there's a difference between the first time buyers and the kind of high net worth people in terms of the market at the moment. Yeah, 100%. And, and I, I just wanted to follow up that, that point, really, David, with, I know it's an obvious question, um, but if if... if if Harry Potter was on the call with us and we could wave a magic wand, what, what, what would be the one thing you'd be asking lenders the most for just now? I really think the big thing we need now is 90% lending back. You know, I mean, we, you know, HSBC did a great job. We, we've spoken a few times, Chris, you know, on LinkedIn and stuff about it. And you guys did a great job in the early days keeping us going when there was no one else, literally. And you did a decent job beyond that period. I think it needs lenders to step back to 90% market. We don't want these five-year fixed deals. I genuinely don't think they're a good deal for the client. They're fine because there's nothing else. 
but and I've done a couple and I've said to the client, I really don't like the deal, but if you really want to do it, you, you should. I think that, you know, a few bigger lenders coming back to the market, giving us that market back again at a reasonable price on a two-year fixed basis, that to me is, is essential because it isn't fair to the client to lock them in for five years at 90%, knowing full well they'll be at 85% in two years and 80 in four. So I think that would be the one thing we're really missing. I've got four or five on my desk today and I'm scrambling around trying to find a lender at nearly 4%. Ridiculous criteria, houses only, 25-year term, all this stuff. It's not good for the consumer. And, and ultimately, that's what brokers want. We want to do a good deal for our clients. I want to sleep well at night knowing I've done a good job. And it's very hard to recommend the 90% products in the market. So I think we need HSBC, you know, ideally, but a few other lenders to come back into the market and give us something to work with, really. Yeah, I, 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 absolutely, David. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, we we just, just to probably come back on, on the... On the question, really, um, we we've got we've got a really strong appetite to lend, um, right up to ninety percent. We've stress tested our book. We're very comfortable um, with the sort of risk that we're taking at ninety percent LTV. The issue that we've got, David, I know we've 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 exchanged a few views on this um, in in the right way. Is we need to have a mechanism to be able to deploy that to the broker market in a way that. Do you know what is 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 doing justice to 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 what you do we don't we don't you'll be getting up at eight o'clock in the morning and fighting for 10 15 minutes that's not the way we wanted to do do business so we've got to find a way of fixing that get the journey right and we would like a few more participants if that's possible in the market to just share the load a little bit Mm, yeah, I totally agree. The, the big problem we've got at the moment, Chris, really, is just trying to get an agreement in principle. And, and this isn't 90%, it's any level. So I might, on the Monday, get an agreement in principle with Lender A. By Wednesday, the client comes back and says, go ahead. Well, Lender A is no longer Lender A. They're now much further down the table. We've got a new Lender A. We then go to get an agreement with them. By the time the client's found a property, they've changed rates again. And the rates have changed four or five times. We can't keep on top of it. And it's creating a backlog of work. And clients are saying, everything's taking forever. And I'm sort of saying, well, I know, but the lenders have all got problems. We've got problems because we're getting a ton of admin as well we don't really need. So we just need a little bit of stability in the market. We need lenders to stop pulling rates at, you know, and this isn't a dig at HSBC. You guys have been really good at this, to be fair. But lenders pulling rates at an hour's notice. You know, we had six clients affected and we had 59 minutes, well, 59 working minutes. They so, say, so you can do it till eight o'clock. My, my admin said, we'll love to work till eight. Thanks for that. Um, you know, 59 minutes to submit six cases. Uh, it's ridiculous. And then we've got to get all the admin right as well. And we've got to get all the compliance right. So we just need lenders to take a view, I think, and say, we respect the broker market. We're going to give you a bit of support and we're going to stop these poor practices that are creeped in. I know there's reasons behind it. But I don't believe a bank the size of the lenders that have been doing it doesn't have analysts that can't tell them their money's running out more than 59 minutes before it runs out. You know, I don't believe that for one second. So I think, you know, lenders have done a great job. HSBC been the best lender over this period. I'm not just saying that because you're here, Chris. Sounds a bit creepy, me saying that. Yeah, take it all day long. Now, you guys have been brilliant, but we need, we need other lenders to step up and stop messing around. You know, we're, we're taking awkward calls from clients all the time. We're the ones that take the flack, and ultimately, we don't make the decision. We're just passing on the information, you know, so we need more lenders to support us, really, for that. Great points there, David. I think, I think you really speak for a lot of brokers when, you know, with the struggles that you're facing at the moment. Um, speaking of high LTV um, mortgages, what... Do you feel that what's your opinion on the approach of having the offers available for a day or two days? Do you think that works? I don't want to be ungrateful. You know, I'm really trying not to sound like I'm ungrateful here, but it's it's just part luck. You know, the, most clients don't get an offer accepted in the morning, have all the documents ready by the afternoon and we're good to go. The rates are generally five year fixed again, which I hate. I think it's really, really poor form and planning. And really a chance of getting one is so slim. You know, you've got more chance of winning the lottery than actually landing a 90% on the same day. You can wait for it. 
But of course, you know, you're waiting, the estate agent's chasing you, the client's getting impatient. The general feeling of clients, they can't believe there's not a 90% market because they're so used to having this. And when I'm going back and saying there's one lender and it's 4%, they're, they're absolute shock. Um, a lot of clients seem to be able to find that extra 5%, which is great. And, and the rates are still not amazing by any means, but there are options. But at 90%, the clients are stuck and the government are giving them every opportunity to buy a house, but the lenders aren't helping them. You know, and, and it's, it's just not good, really. So I think it's a tricky situation made worse by the lenders. And we can all hide behind things like our prices and times are poor. And, and I get it. And I don't see the lender side of it. And Chris will know a whole raft of problems that will be created by taking on that business. But if a number of lenders came back at the same time, then it would give you a chance. You wouldn't all get one. We spoke to a lender the other day and they came into the market for one day and they were flooded with work and they can't take any more for two or three weeks. And if I was Chris, why would I want to take on 90% right now and get that and everyone then start moaning because it has a knock-on effect. And the 75% business, which flies through with HSBC, no doubt gets knocked on massively. So I fully understand why lenders don't do it. But until they get together or however they're going to do this and go, we must get 90% back for clients, it's there. We're told there's no issues in terms of getting the money together. If there's no issues, there's still effect, you know, credit in the market. Why can we not access it? It's just not fair for young clients. Thank you for your honesty, David. I really appreciate it. It's been a great opportunity to have a, an honest chat. Just to kind of wind up, I want to finish on a positive note, as I always like to. Um, what has been something that if we all went back to normal, normal um, tomorrow, would you miss about the last six months? Anything? <laughs> Dig deep. It's a, it's a tough one. I think at the start, the clients were a lot more understanding of delays and they were a lot more understanding of problems because in their own working lives, they were having the issues. So, and, and I think there was a point when lenders, brokers, it all felt like we were in it together right at the start and we were all working together. Um, so I think, you know, there's, there was a good camaraderie in the industry. I speak to a lot of brokers and we've helped each other. We've all, you know, did you know this deal was coming out, sharing information, which we perhaps wouldn't do normally. So I think, you know, as an industry, we've done well to work together. And that, that probably is my positive of the whole thing, I think, really. Okay, great. Chris, what would, do you have anything positive to say? <laughs> I've always got things positive, positive. You always have positive things, but have you positive experiences, I should say? My, uh, I'm gonna, it's a personal one for me, which, which is, do, do you know what, from a lockdown perspective, spending time at home with the family, with my, my younger children um, has been absolutely superb. Um, you, you, do, you do wonder how, how you didn't manage to spend that amount of time with, you, with your family before. And moving forward, I know for a fact that um, that's quality. That's quality time that I'm absolutely going to make sure I invest and spend moving forward, lockdown or no lockdown. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I think that's a lesson for us all. Okay, thank you both so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed our chat. It was very honest and open and good. And speak to you again soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. 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 Pleasure.